welcome. I'm Steph, an intuitive hypnotist from Quebec, Canada. I'm Julie, a past life regression hypnotist and Reiki healer from Wisconsin. And together, we are the Soulful Mystics. Hey, Steph here. The moment we've all been waiting for, or at least the moment I've been waiting for excitedly for, it feels like forever, but it hasn't been that long. We are going to discuss my recent psychedelic therapy and medicine day. I've wanted to try psychedelic therapy for years, but I was really hesitant to do it on my own. I finally found a way to try it with people who made me feel safe and also who were as witchy as I am. I am forever grateful for the amount of energy healing and amazing woo-woo healing they put into this for me. And just a heads up, this intro will be a bit longer than usual. I will be sharing different parts of my experience that I forgot to bring up with Julie. It's because I was way too excited to talk to her about it all. All the things I describe about this journey feels so much more intense and meaningful within me, and I find it very difficult to describe it in words in a way that does it justice. Coming from an addiction counseling background, I understand that this conversation can be tricky for some listeners, as we do discuss the use and effect of psychedelics in this episode. I would also like to mention that this type of therapy and healing is not meant for everybody. It's important to keep in mind that it's not a legal substance. By sharing this experience, I am sharing my own personal journey, and I am not suggesting anyone to try it for themselves. I had a lot of support before, during, and afterwards from friends and family. Also, Julie was present the whole day via Zoom, so I'd also like to put in a quick shout out to you, Julie, because this is a good six to eight hours of her day, and I felt her powerful presence throughout the entire session, which made me feel safe and comfortable. A little bit about psychedelic therapy. There has been a lot of research on the healing benefits of psychedelics, and there's also side effects. As someone who's had extensive therapy in many settings, I wanted to try this avenue for myself at least once. What I've learned from my experience is a deeper understanding and new perspective on things that I've been through in my life. I was able to feel the depth of lessons I, as a soul, chose to learn during this incarnation. I was able to release a lot of stuck survival energy while still understanding that these things take time and work and that this is going to be a journey. There's no quick fixes, but there are ways to speed up the process of understanding and acknowledgement and awareness. And this was one of them. Hypnosis is another. And as you all know, Julie and I have both been on a very deep hypnosis journey together and for ourselves. And because we discuss different variations of trauma, I wanted to briefly touch on that topic, starting with small T and big T. Small T trauma refers to relatively smaller scare, more personal distressing events that anyone and everyone, in my opinion, goes through at some point in their life. They're not as obviously scarring. We do talk about small T trauma in this episode, being my parents' divorce, which many people go through. And because it's so common, we often don't think of it as something that would have left a mark on our subconscious. Another example of this could be not being accepted into a friend group as a youth. I'd also like to point out that yes, the divorce may have shaken up my life as I knew it as a child, but it also taught me so many valuable lessons that I would not change for anything. Through this experience, I was able to pinpoint and match up different lessons and opportunities for growth with 
these events. This perspective forever changed the way that I view things for myself and even for other people that I work with. I found that releasing this mark, the small T mark, was very easy. It it just kind of lifted as soon as I acknowledged it. Yet it released a great weight from my body. And then we have big T trauma, which would be more intense and severe and in my case leading to PTSD symptoms. While preparing for this medicine day, I set an intention for this healing journey. My intention was very long and well thought out, so I'm just going to condense it for you. My intention for Medicine Day is to connect with my higher self and guides to find a deeper connection to my body and to release what no longer serves me, to find insight on how I can best honor my mind, body, and soul together as one, what I need to do and learn in order to feel safe and good within my body, how I can allow myself to become more animated through the way that I act and speak, to allow myself to be seen as me and stop feeling the need to hide. To feel safe and comfortable shining my light and releasing the automatic response to dim, how I can move survival energy out of my body and feel safe and comfortable doing so. And finally, how I can best use these teachings to help other people heal and move forward while feeling worthy of leading the way. To gain insight and heal generational trauma within my bloodline. Since beginning prep for this journey, I started a course called Fundamentals of Somatic Therapy, by Kara Maestra. She described how trauma happens when stuck survival energy can't move from the body and stays trapped inside. Since beginning my healing journey and PTSD specialized therapy, I've progressively had more trouble connecting to my body. It felt as if acknowledging the trauma and working through it with talk therapy just wasn't enough. I also had to find a way to move the energy from my body, and I'm still struggling with that. I've learned a lot since the psychedelic therapy and since working with certain healers energy work healers, but it's still a really tough thing for me to do. And I've learned why. So that's step one. Anytime I tried exercising in the past, I would become injured somehow, maybe because I wasn't exercising in a way that brought me joy or made me feel good. I don't know. I've also experienced a lot of weird, hard to explain numbing sensations and have felt that staying still meant staying safe. If you haven't listened to episode 24, Releasing Migraines, it's a past life regression that Julie facilitated to me for me recently. That would be a good one to listen to. It describes some of the past life trauma and also, I believe, generational trauma that may have contributed to making me feel unsafe and uncomfortable being animated and expressive through my body, my posture, um, my facial expressions. Also, in this past life regression session, I was Anna, and Anna did show up during my psychedelic journey, and Julie and I chat about that briefly in this episode. Since starting my healing journey, I've done a lot of work on myself through intensive talk therapy, hypnosis, past life regression, and now psychedelic therapy. And in realizing I'm not afraid to put in the hard work of healing, and even through the pain and difficulty, I feel empowered and strong. I decided to put that focus on healing as much generational trauma as I possibly can. Here is Steph. A good friend and powerful healer said to me, it ran in my family until it ran into me. And that is such a powerful quote. It makes me feel like I want to take on all of the things that have ever affected my bloodline. And I've decided that I will. I will take that on because my family and bloodline deserves peace and healing, and I'm strong and willing to end it. I'm willing to end that trauma, that cycle, as I am my own self-architect. 
and I can make that decision to do so. The method of generational healing that I will be using is hypnosis, mostly past life regression, but also exploring the life in between lives to try to gain a better understanding of what my ancestors may have experienced in order to help their souls as well as my own shift into a more empowering and accepting place. I plan on continuing my work towards feeling safe within my body and expression through movement, releasing survival energy still stuck, and work towards releasing the fear of being seen. I will be doing this work my go-to, Julie, creator of Soul Seeker Hypnosis. We will be sharing those sessions with you and maybe you will even be able to see our faces on our YouTube channel soon. We're both working on shining our light and showing our faces and allowing ourselves to really shine through more than just our voices. If you are interested in self-healing or generational healing through hypnosis and past life regression, Julie and I are both offering in-person and virtual sessions. Julie cre- working on a new script that Julie and I are going to talk about in this episode. So if you're interested in working with us or just want to find out more about who we are and what we offer, you can find me at soulfulstephanie.com and on Instagram at soulfulstephaniehypnosis and Julie at soulseekerhypnosis.com and Instagram at soulseekerhypnosis. All of this information will be linked in the show notes. We actually just had the most amazing chat with a podcast fan and client. She booked a session with both of us, and it was so interesting and really cool to hear how she decided to work with Julie on a specific subject and me for the complete opposite subject, just based on the energy she felt from us through this podcast. I think I can speak for both myself and Julie when I say that this made us so excited and so happy knowing that we are reaching people in different ways that encourages them to try this avenue of healing and that people want to work with us because of this podcast. Like that, that is so cool. And we never expected this. We were really just looking for a platform to practice using our throat chakra because we both struggle with that and seeing it touch people and encouraging them to want to try a new form of healing for themselves is so empowering. And I just love that. So if you want to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. If you have questions, comments, feedback, or suggestions on podcast topics, if you want to work with us and come on the podcast, reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Soulful Mystics Podcast or via email that's linked in the show notes. Also, if you just resonated with something that we said on an episode, we would love to hear from you. We also met with Mary and discussed psychedelic therapy as well as many other weird things. It was so good to catch up with her. And she also shared her experience with psychedelics that you really don't want to miss. We will be sharing that conversation here soon. All right, here's the chat between Julie and I about my medicine day. What did you experience? Did you see a whole lot of it? Did you hear it or no? So I saw all of it, but... I couldn't really hear. Every now and then like, the sound would kind of come in, but mostly what I was hearing was music. So yeah, okay. I had a very difficult time hearing what was going on. I don't normally use music as a way of therapy or getting into a mood, but what they did, they gave me the offering I did MDMA. That was the main medicine because of the PTSD. And then we were going to introduce psychedelic mushroom therapy, but I threw it up right away. I did see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Did yep. you hear me say my barf was beautiful? Because it was no, real pink. I see. I couldn't hear anything, but I could I, see it. <laughs> which was their way of saying my inner healer knew 
that in this experience, I needed to deal with the PTSD. And then they put earphones on me. My eyes were acting a little crazy. So I had an eye mask. The way that it started when they put the earphones on was I got on a canoe. Max was paddling. And I was this vibrant, stoic woman. So I was at the front of the canoe and I was just kind of riding along, but I was very serious. And as he was paddling and all these other canoes started joining. And as they were joining, I saw all these islands and the islands had different variations of humans of what I could see. And one of them was my brother, Joe, and he was very vibrant. Like I could see his whole, he was very clear. And that message to me eventually was that he's not ready to go through this healing journey. So the river on the canoe was the healing journey. So everyone leaving their island to join me was on the healing journey. Wow. And Max was paddling for me because he was supporting me through this journey, knowing that I wanted to do this, but that I needed support. And so as he was paddling, we got to my island. I call it the island of me. Wow. (laughs) I know. It it was a bit weird (laughs) because I got there and I was like, they look like me and they feel like me, but they're not me. And one of them was a nine-year-old me. The other one was 17-year-old me. And they were both very clear, which based on what I saw about Joe meant that they weren't healed yet. Okay. And thinking back on my journey, nine-year-old, I was confused about. Yeah. Because most of my trauma started at 12. So I was like, what, do, what does she have to tell me? And she asked me to bring her home, which was integrating her back into my whole self. Yeah. And the trauma she went through was divorce and grief of losing my home and my family. Yeah. And I forgot about that. It's like the things that you don't really think about because everyone goes through that. Yeah. It's so common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so diving into her story and what she went through and what happened afterwards was really enlightening to me. Then I got really hot, extremely hot. And I took everything off of me, like the earphones, the eye mask. And one of the women who were with me brought me ice. She put ice on my face. Yeah. And speaking with her in the integration session afterwards, I was like, oh, after that, I had extreme anxiety that I couldn't go to school. And so my mom would see me react in some kind of way. And the doctors and everyone else would say, there's nothing wrong with her. Everything is fine. And then one day it happened. I went through extreme uh, trigger and I disassociated. And so I left my body essentially. So my mom took me to the CLSC and she was like, this is what I mean. She's not my daughter right now. Like my daughter has left, (laughs) vacated this body. Tell me what to do. And one of the men at the CLSC, who is a counselor, took an ice cube and put it on the back of my neck. And I came back. Holy shit. So (sighs) in the integration, I was like, oh, I remember this now. And I don't remember this guy at all, besides the fact that he started showing up at my school outside of the fence just as a support. He would not interact with me. He would just be there. And it made me feel safe. And I didn't realize that that was such a traumatic event until the psychedelic therapy. So can I ask a question about that? 
Is that just standard practice of like what you do for someone who's disassociating or did she intuitively know to do that based on your experience? So what she said from my memory of the integration session, when I brought this up was I said, I'm really hot. And she thought, go get ice. Oh, I see. Okay. There was so much more meaning behind it. Yeah, I see what you mean. She followed her intuition this entire session. And I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, they were amazing. I was like protective of you and just watching you to make sure they were, you know, mistreating you. But no, I they were just so nurturing and kind and loving. And oh my gosh, it was beautiful to witness. Yeah. And knowing that you were there and that they wanted you there and they were like, yeah, the more witches, the better. Um, (laughs) So it was really cool to have that environment. Yeah. And when I was on the canoe and I got to that island of me and the 17 and nine-year-old self kind of welcomed me to the island, they explained, this is an island that you and everyone can access at any time. So all the islands that I passed is islands of the people, anyone and everyone that we can access at any time. So while exploring this island, I could see past selves, future selves. I could see, especially what was clear in this moment was past selves as stuff, because that's what I had to go through in this session, especially with the PTSD being the main focus. So as a visual, some of them were faded and the faded ones were more healed versions of me. They were very close to being completely integrated into myself. Wow. There's a lot of faded versions of me. Like I did a lot of work and I felt proud of that. Oh my God. I love that. And I love that you got to see that. Yes. Because that's the thing. A lot of times we stress so much about, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that, that we forget to reflect on how far we've come. Yeah. And all the work, all the work that we did. And I saw Anna there. So Anna was very faded. So she was like, we did the work. Let's be proud. And (laughs) it was like fireworks speaking about her. And that's why I waited so long to do this specific regression with you is because she was so impactful. She represented that whole version of me. Not only that, but the version of me that was magic, that was, let's go beyond the shit that happened and let's do some work and get them back, right? And that past life regression has changed the way that I view not being completely connected to my body. And that was one of the main intentions of the psychedelic session was to connect to my body. And she was like, you can connect to your body, but also your mind is strong. Your emotions are strong. Everything else about you is strong. So connect to it because you want to, because it's a beautiful thing. But even if you didn't have your body, you could do magical things. Fuck yeah. That was freaking <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Is this how you're going to form your intentions for hypnosis going forward to go back and fully integrate these faded parts of you, these most healed parts? Yeah, so I want to start a script 
to visit the island of me, whether it's for myself or for any clients, because what this island of me was, was myself. Yeah. Right. No, I'm sorry. Yes. (laughs) But listen, I just have like a Ah, epiphany. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyways, earlier Jason was watching something about shadow work and I told him like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this for so long. I need to do it. But the thing I have the hardest thing with is knowing what the intention should be like, what am I going to focus on to integrate or to work on for the shadow? But in what you're talking about, it's not me going in with an intention that I'm going to pick something specific to integrate or whatever. This is more along the lines of allowing your island of me to show you what you can integrate and heal. And I feel like that is what I've been looking for. Exactly. (laughs) He didn't fucking know it. (laughs) Right? So if you wanted to go in with like a, okay, let's do something easy here. Find that most faded part of yourself, whether it's a a future past or Julie part of yourself in an earlier time. And let's focus on her and integrate her. That one specific, let's show her as much love and compassion as we can and understand what she's been through. Yeah. Or we'd be like, I'm feeling strong and extremely motivated. Let's tackle the most clear part of myself. And that's what we did in the psychedelic therapy was like, who's the most clear nine and 17 year old self. Let's do this. And it was, it was tough. Don't get me wrong. I needed help for sure. And doing it with like a past life aggression with somebody there with you, I'd feel completely confident tackling a more clear version of myself that needed healing and integrating Yeah, and focus on like the more faded versions of myself when I'm doing this work on my own, which is what we've been doing this entire time, right? Yeah. But I think too, what I love is that there's so many options with this. Mm -hmm. There's so many different ways this could go. And also the client is, it's a client driven session, right? And so like, if initially they want to go in and focus on the clear and dive right in, but then they're like, okay, this is too hard. You can always switch gears and give them something more empowering. Exactly. And it would, (sighs) it could fade. that, that part of yourself, right? Like the more clear version of yourself that needs the most healing, the amount that it fades is integrated into yourself already. Right. Which is why it's fading. Exactly. So we decided to do that. And while I was on the Island of me, you were with me the entire time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, okay, we're getting to the good stuff, the hard stuff. And then Mary popped up. Oh, of course she did. I know. Right. And the most interesting part of this whole thing was that they took notes the entire time. Yep. I saw that too. (laughs) Yeah. And they took notes like with times and everything. And like the music that was playing and what came from that music. So I've been listening to that music and reliving that canoe scene where I'm like this strong woman and Max is behind me and he's paddling because I told him to, obviously. (laughs) And eventually he ended up handing me the paddle and I started paddling for us. And I was like, fuck yeah, I felt so strong in that moment, but it took 
working with you and Mary and going to these hard places that he couldn't go to. And he yeah. probably couldn't go there because he's had to hear so much trauma that I've been through and it hurts him. Right. I want this to be a really positive and growing experience for myself. And yeah. I want him to see the benefit rather than just the hurt that came from it. Yeah. So when he handed me the paddle, I was like, heck yeah, I could do this. And it was after Mary came into the picture. So she came into the picture at 114, according to these notes. Okay. She emailed me at 114. Oh my God. Saying, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're having a great trip. I didn't even know this till like a day or two later. I looked at my email and then I looked at these notes and I was like, wait a second, 114. And not only that, but what she said, I'm going to try to find the quotes because the quotes were really meaningful. There was a song playing that made me feel like I was dragging my feet and chains were rubbing against the floor. So it was like I was dragging chains and I felt bound somehow. So I asked them to change the music. I was like, I can't, I can't change the music. Like it really messed me up. But that was the whole intention because I had to go to this hard place. And what Mary said was, you can do hard things. Sometimes it's just better if we do it together. Aww. And then Julie said, love and light shines the path. Just follow your light and you'll never get lost. So I had, I know in the moment I was like, okay, let's do this. And so grab your hands and Mary freaking transports us (gasps) to a home. Teleportation is a thing and Mary can do it. So (laughs) she grabbed her hands and took us to that place where I was nine years old. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is why it sucked. This is why it was hard. And we kind of dealt with that energy. And it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like intense. It was just heartbreaking. It was a grieving process that I haven't grieved yet. It was like losing the house, losing the forest, losing the family unit. And I never realized that that affected me so much. And so integrating all of those aspects of myself, that that's where I developed anxiety. It's where I developed a loss of unit and loss of trust and all those things. And I mean, it's, it's completely normal, right? Like 50% of marriages end in divorce. Many of us go through this. So many of us are dealing with it. And the fact that that whole thing happened in like a millisecond is what it felt like. I get it. I integrated that nine-year-old self completely and wholly. She (laughs) is within me. And I'm like, yeah, this works. And then she's like, are you ready? I was like, yeah. So she grabs our hands again, takes us to the next place. And it's like my 12-year-old self. And it was a traumatic event for me at that time. Dealing with that, working it through my body, I understood the lesson that this moment taught me that my intuition is so powerful that I was 12 years old and I was like, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to tell my mom. And my mom trusted her intuition and ended that situation for me. She protected me. I was safe. And the lesson was your intuition rocks. And you have that strength and ability to do that as a 34-year-old rather than a 12-year-old. Right. Oh, my God. 
integrated her right back into me. And one of the women, she took her witch broom and she scurried him right out of the house, opened the door and like (laughs) broomed him right out of the house. (laughs) And I can hear the broom. And I was like, heck yeah, on to the next, you know? So we went on to the next and next and next. And each one that we removed from my body, I felt lighter and lighter. Oh, good. I saw a lot of what was happening. I saw you get really uncomfortable and yeah, they had a freaking broom and not just a kitchen broom. It was a witchy broom and they were sweeping the air. They weren't even sweeping anything for you to hear the sweeping. They were sweeping the air around you. And I could feel it. Okay, so I didn't even know. I haven't watched the video. I could feel and hear the sweeping, you know? And I was like, yeah, get him (laughs) out of here. Super empowered. And the next day, I was like, I understand that entire situation I chose as a soul. And I understand that not everyone believes that or has chosen that. I can agree that it's hard to choose that kind of life. Yeah. So- It looked like they were doing Reiki on you throughout the process or like some kind of energy work because I would see them like put their hands on your body like in different places. Is that what they were doing? I have no idea. Oh, (laughs) that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. Oh, yeah. So tell me what happened. Yeah. Because they told me that if you watch the video, you'll know when the shift happened. And I haven't looked at it, but if you want to explain what you witnessed. There was a point where I realized it looks like it's getting intense. What I remember, I could tell different times when you, when you were crying a lot more, there was a part where T asked you, can I hold you? And I saw her climb up on the couch and she looked like she was so uncomfortable though. Like her butt was hanging off your couch, but none of that mattered to her. The only thing that mattered to her was you and what you were experiencing. And that really touched my heart to see that. She wrapped her arms around you and held you and she laid there uncomfortably (laughs) just to be there for you and give you that nurture and love. And I just, I loved seeing that. But there were different times where she would kind of sit behind you and like rub your back and they would, but they would touch like different areas on you um sometimes like I would see them touch your heart or like your head and then they were doing different motions their hands weren't on you they were doing different things like in the air it was interesting to me because I didn't know what they were doing I couldn't hear what they were doing but I figured it was some kind of energy work or reiki or something just wasn't anything I was familiar with interesting okay so tea who cuddled me, she believes, and I believe that Mary swooped in because I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go to that apartment. I said something like, I I don't want to be there. I don't want to go there. Um, She had asked me and I remember it. Do you feel okay with me holding you? Yeah. And what she said afterwards in the integration session is that she wouldn't normally do that. Oh, And when I had reached out to Mary, that's the 114 mark. Oh, okay. What T thinks is that Mary entered her body, whatever you believe. And well, Mary's magical and she probably did. (laughs) Yeah. 
I believe that too. Yeah, I believe it too. I felt her hands were so cold, like oh. freezing cold. And it felt good because I was hot. I was nervous. I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And she said, we can do this together. You want to call on these witches? You call on them. And so what what happened was I entered this apartment that I used to live in at that age, at 17. That was That was the most difficult time. And Mary was there. You were there. We were holding hands. And when she held me, she said, we can call on anyone. So all the kinship women, all of them, literally Aww. like a circle. The entire apartment was filled a whole circle around him, his energy at that time. And what I thought I would feel was anger and resentment, but what I actually felt was love and compassion. And as we held hands, we just shone our light onto him and forgave him and told him that we loved him. Yes. And he disappeared. I feel a thousand pounds lighter. I think I literally said, I feel 50 pounds lighter. I heard that. I did hear you say that. Yeah. Steph, that is huge. And there was so many other places that you and Mary transported me to. And they kind of went with the flow of each of these things. So we had taken away a lot of energies that were weighing heavily on my body. And then I said, I wish the rain would just wash it off me. Yeah. I kid you not. I heard rain. I heard rain. I ripped open the curtains and I was like, it's raining. It wasn't supposed to rain. And she was like, do you want to go in the rain? And I was like, yes. We went outside and we stood oh, in the rain. I did see you leave. I didn't know what you were doing. Oh. We stood outside in the rain. <laughs> And anytime I see anyone walking in the rain, I'm like, oh, I wish I was them right now. I want to feel the rain on my skin. Oh my and God. I closed my eyes and I could picture myself just dancing in the rain. And she was like, do you want to go like forehead to forehead right now? And I was like, yeah. So we went forehead to forehead in the rain and I saw this beautiful fae life in her eyes. And I was like, <sighs> what is this fairy light? I want to know more. I want to visit your island. And yeah. it made me realize that we can visit each other's islands. It's a canoe and it's islands. <laughs> you want me to come to your island? I just take my canoe yes. and I go there. Get over it's, here now. <laughs> it's so easy. That, that was pretty amazing. cool. And you and Jason joined. You heard that part, right? I did hear that, but okay. So I need the context of that. So we were paddling and I had the paddle at this point, initiating my own healing. You joined and you were paddling and Jason was behind you. And so yeah, I was, was like, Julie and Jason are here. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, we, we have access to that. Whether you take psychedelics or not, we have access. And today I felt really low. And I met with Mira. She did a little card pull for me. And this is what she pulled. Allowing lessons and insight to settle into your body. Allowing healing, pollinating new beliefs and healing, bringing healing lessons to everyday life. And that was part of my intention. Yeah. Nervous system reset, body healing, inner child Needing freedom, cleansing, cleaning, refreshing, and hydrating was the second card. And the third card was grounding, centering self, earth power, and purpose. The cards were 
water grounding and pink bees. And I was like, oh, so that's why I'm feeling low because I've been living in that high, but I haven't integrated all of it yet. So it was really cool to meet with her to just see, okay, you got to get grounded again because yeah. you're living up here and now you're in a low because, well, I want to be on that island. I want to be on the canoe and life's just not like that. Right. So it was really interesting to have the two perspectives of, I don't know, my dreamer mentality and coming back to earth and integrating what I learned into my physical body which is my main intention and my orbit. Wow. <laughs> I know, like I've said wow throughout the whole thing, but freaking wow. Right? I knew just, I, first of all, it was such a privilege to watch this because I knew that what was happening and what was going on was so powerful. Even though I had a really hard time hearing that, I could could only hear like bits and pieces it just by watching what was happening, I could tell how freaking powerful it was and just love how they treated you through the whole thing. And uh, it really, it, yeah. it made me feel good to know that you were in such good hands. Yeah. And they've been following up every day, multiple times a day since Aww. just to make sure that I'm doing okay. We didn't <laughs> know that you couldn't hear because the speaker was probably right next to my phone, but it was a really dynamic and also just invigorating experience. And it made me see the world a whole lot different, not only the world, but my body. And yeah. I've had such a struggle connecting to my body. I'm working on it. Girl, you're doing so much work. Yeah. It's about taking those little steps. Oh, Steph, well, thank you so much for sharing your experience because holy shit. <laughs> and thanks for That's being it. there. Oh my God, of course. And also I am so fucking proud of you. You oh, have you. just been master at your own healing lately <laughs> and you, you're just taking charge and oh my God, it's amazing to watch. And then also to be able to see the subtle changes afterwards. And just like with hypnosis, right? you're integrating these things over time. So it doesn't just stop when your hip hypnosis session is over. And it's going to be the same thing with this. So right now the changes might be subtle over time. You're going to look back and be like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm a completely different person now. Yeah. That's for sure. I so agree. Powerful. Yeah. And you and did this, like you took your own healing into your own hands. Only because I knew you'd be there with me. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. I would be there anytime. And that's it for today's episode. Until next time, stay curious.